Yeah, speaking of which, all of this has been sold to us. Yes. <laughs> Reality is sold to us. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, it really is. Mm-hmm. From, the, from preschool on, it, everything is sold to us. And I'm just talking school. School is gospel. Like what you learn in it. Yeah. You know, our 11-year-old comes home the other day. And he's like, Dad, renewable energy is so cool. And I was like, hey, it is cool. Why? Well, because it just gets, like, renewed. You don't have to, like, dig anymore. You don't have to this and that. I'm like, all right, well, let's uh, let's dig here a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, tell me why. Well, I don't know. My teacher told me. Like, okay, that's cool. I'm glad that you listened to your teacher. Now let's find out if renewable energy is good. You know, how do you make a, how do you make a solar panel? Let's look into it. So we walk, look a bunch of YouTube videos up. Uh, how do you make a windmill? Um, how much energy does it, does it take to make that windmill? How long is the windmill going to last? How long, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. It's my boys still do the same thing. Like they like to watch Mark Rober. Oh yeah. And which is awesome. I love Yeah. He's know, amazing. He's, he's way cool. But there's some stuff on there, you know, that he, they are getting exposed <clears throat> to things that are opinion. I think I know exactly what you're talking about but here. They are, getting, yeah. you know, especially like the meat one with Bill Gates. Have you I seen, that, seen one? that one, huh? And they're tasting like Bill Gates is on there talking about like how bad cow farts are and stuff, basically. And uh, so, you know, I think my I think my kids are smart enough to kind of see through that, yeah. or at least not necessarily see through it that it's totally false, but that there's some problems with the whole, you know, biting off on that 100. percent Yeah. And so, but there's lots of people that see that and think that it's truth and don't question it yeah and you know just everything around us is sales you look at yeah you look at social media you look at driving down the road the billboards you look at um anything tv youtube um they're like we're trying to be sold something yeah um no matter what and it and it's a new phenomenon like you think about even 50 years ago you could drive down the road in your car and probably never see a sign. You might hear some commercials on the radio or something. Yeah. But even 50 years prior to that, there was no radio. There was no road. People weren't being sold anything. You know, they were kind of up to their free agency to decide day to day what their thoughts were and what their... And, and we just don't have that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, we are either selling or, or being sold. Mm-hmm. Not that we're personally being sold, but... Um, that's a Grant Cardone thing. You heard of Grant Cardone? Mm-hmm. So, you know, sell or be sold. So we're constantly either selling something that we have or selling ourselves or our services, our goods, our knowledge, uh, or we're being sold. I mean, social media, you know, you're swiping through, looking at CrossFit and meat and mm-hmm. barbecue, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, man, I really need those smoker pellets. Yeah. You know, being sold all the time. And there's kind of this uh, negative view on salesmen, mm-hmm. but there's just been some crooks in the world, and that maybe gives salesmen kind of a bad rap. I mean, but there's crooks everywhere. Um, salesmen are completely necessary in this world, mm-hmm. and uh, you have no cap on sales. Yeah. You know, commission based, uh, or if you run a business or you have some knowledge or whatever it is, if you can learn to sell that, Sell it, market it, communicate well, and close, you're set. Yeah. I mean, 
we sell ourselves to our wives and our kids yeah, every single yeah. day or our kids sell yeah, to oh, us like man. like Such they're great salesmen yeah and they're just uh they're ruthless yeah like i want i want that uh that nintendo switch no i want that nintendo <clears throat> switch no i want that nintendo's fine i'll give you the nintendo switch just um, leave me alone yeah. you know kind of thing and they're ruthless salesmen yeah they're great yeah we need to take it you know and and then you look as they get older you know, I think judgment from other people and that kind of stuff kind of um, diminishes their drive to get what they want. Yeah. And, you know, kind of adhere to a social norm. And some of that gets extinguished out. Yeah, for I know sure. for me it did. Yeah. Um, you know, I even... And sales is so hard because the, like, the the generic sales, when when we talk about sales... Everybody jumps to like a door to door guy or something yeah. like that. And I had, you know, I actually did that for a summer. I went out and did that, knocked doors, selling security systems, and I hated it. I didn't yeah. like it. But looking back on it, um, you know, so I didn't like that. Since, so I kind of got a bad taste in my mouth for sales, which I, I can see where a lot of people get that. Yeah. Being on both sides of that kind of a transaction. Um, but since then, you know, having multiple businesses and that kind of stuff, sailing, selling is great. Like it's fun. It's fun to add value to something and give that service out to a customer and then see them appreciate that value. Yeah. Um, which is totally different, a totally different way of viewing it than my door to door experience. But even looking back on my door to door experience, it was the way I was thinking about it. It wasn't yeah. the way that I was, you know, we were going out and being very truthful. And I know that there's people that probably aren't that do those yeah. kind of things. But the team that we had was, you know, really good guys and a really good team and everything. And so I look back on it and I'm like, man, that was a, it was pretty simple to be successful. You yeah. just, it's a numbers game. You just go out and if you're going to knock, you know, if, if you want to get two or three sales today, you probably need to knock 20 or 30 doors and, pretty much guaranteed every day that I would do that, then I would get those sales. But I think it was my frame of mind and thinking when I was there, looking back on it, I'm like, man, that was such a simple, easy system. Yeah. And adding good value to those people that wanted it. The hard part was the people that didn't want it saying no. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that was the hardest part. But if I would have focused on the value that I was giving more than the people that were telling me no, then it would have been easier to kind of have a positive experience in that, I think. Yeah. So, I don't know. No, I totally agree. And if it's something that you're passionate about and something that does add value, it's actually not that hard to sell. Yeah. You know, it, it, <laughs> um, you talk summer sales. The first thing that I think about is like pest control sales. Mm-hmm. Um, well, pest control is actually pretty important. You know, if you've got pests and you need them out of your house and, Uh, they go around they knock the doors now then you just kind of have to dive into is it better for them to come and spray it or is it better for me to go and you know there might be some value uh gained or lost there but if it's something you truly believe in and there's value there it's not hard to sell you know someone walks into the gym and they're like hey i just uh doctor says that i have high blood pressure and high cholesterol and i go hey let me tell you something and then we start to talk about it. it's pretty easy to sell someone on the fact that you can walk and eat a little bit better and all of a sudden their blood pressure goes down and their cholesterol goes down 
it's just it's pretty easy. The data's there. We know it. Mm-hmm. We know what's important. We know how to do it. We know about how long it'll take. Here's all the stuff. You don't. Yeah. You know, you don't even have to come here to do it. You can just go walk. Yeah. Um, it's pretty awesome. Our kids know exactly, like you were saying, they know exactly what they want. They want that Lego set. Mm-hmm. And they need it. And they're ruthless about it. They just keep going. And then yeah. one track mind, and then they'll give you all the reasons why. And yeah, you're like, well, dang, you do need a Lego set. Yeah, pretty. So important for you. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, um, we don't think of ourselves as salesmen unless you have you know a job selling but the truth is we're selling everything i had to i had to sell that i was this i had all this potential to my wife mm-hmm. you know like i'm gonna do this in my life and and i'm gonna provide and i'm gonna be uh loving and i'm gonna be this and that like i had to sell it mm-hmm. you know if i didn't sell it she was gonna say no yeah now hopefully we're selling truth and that's what we <laughs> should be doing like we, I know. Yeah, right. We're full of crap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I kind of lied, you know, like I told her I had potential. I just didn't tell her it was a little bit. So we're doing it all the time. Um, if you apply for a job, you are selling yourself Yeah. to management. If you're asking for a promotion, you are selling, you are selling yourself for that promotion. Well, and I think that's the important part is realizing, recognizing it every day in our daily lives, the, the, the things that we're, we are selling. And a lot of times when we, when you get that job, you're selling for your boss, yeah. you know, like I think about some of the, some of the jobs that I've had and it was all sales jobs. It was just whether I was selling it for myself or whether I was selling it for the company I was working for, you know, or the, or the person that I was working for, um, it's e- I think it's easier too to say uh, you know to go out and do it for somebody else yeah and then it's like oh well I'm just working for that guy you know and and it's you don't have to take as much responsibility but it's still selling like you look at an accountant they're actively trying to get more customers for the business that they're working for um, to come in and let them give you their services yeah um, that accountant could either do that for a company that he's working for, or he could go out on his own and sell those services for himself and make as much money as he wants instead of being capped on how much yeah. money he can make. Yeah. You know, or, or like a realtor. Um, and realtors maybe not the best. In some of these, you know, there's, there's unlimited upside and potential anyway. You know, yeah. I mean, a realtor, as much stuff as they can sell in a year, the person that puts in... 80 hours a week versus 40 hours a week is going to obviously earn more, you know, or puts more passion and value into their customers. They're going to earn more yeah. um, because they're going to just have more clients. Or knows how to get the results of 80 hours out of 40 hours. Yeah. You know, they've, they've learned that. They've learned how to sell, how to close, and how to add the value. Mm-hmm. You know, just getting out and working it doesn't necessarily mean that we're gonna true earn it. Yeah, you know? but you can use that time to learn. You know, use that time to learn and get more efficient. And that's a good point too. Is there's not necessarily a time, a number of time that we sell to necessarily make 
our goals. It's the quality of how we sell to make yeah. our goals. There's a lot of things that we can do to shorten up the time. So that, especially now, I mean, there's so oh, many man. things to yeah. leverage social media, um, having good quality content or good, you know, if you're, if, if I see realtors that are like, you know, maybe throw a few signs out and that's about it. I see other realtors that are doing walkthroughs of the houses yeah. they're selling. Um, with, you know, videoing it on, on YouTube or social media, or, you know, they have a, a Facebook page that's adding value to people, telling them what the best schools are in the area or whatever. Yeah. And so there's a lot of things that we can do now to really leverage our time, um, you know, in selling. And, you know, but it's cool too, because even like in real estate, somebody can sell as a realtor, or you can step outside that and say, well, I want to work for myself, which I would say a realtor is semi-working for themselves anyway. Yeah. Um, but you could step outside that and be a house flipper or yeah. be a landlord or something and sell totally on your own. Yeah. You know, and, and not have any kind of um, oversight or boss or company that you're working for at all. You can start your own. And I think that's the truth in any kind of yeah. um any kind of job or um, industry or hobby or any of it, um, you can either sell for somebody else or you can step out on your own and sell for yourself. And that's kind of what we're interested in is helping people make that transit that transition from selling and working from somebody else to totally getting out and doing it on your own. Yeah. Well, and I would think most people too don't think. Hey, I want to start my own business, so I need to start reading sales books. I, mean, I need to start reading how to close. You, know, you don't think that. You think, well, I've got to set up an LLC, and I've got to yeah. maybe get a couple employees, and I need to get product and this and that. you got to learn how to sell that stuff. You could have any business, anything. If you don't know how to sell, it, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You've got to know how to sell that product. And like we've said in past podcasts, uh, past times when we've talked <clears> – <throat> Uh, it's getting out and failing a little bit, you know, figure out how to sell, you know, Hey, knocking doors, maybe might be it. Go knock some doors and see, Hey, I've got this, uh, serrated knife. That's going to help you cut the steak better. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to buy it? No. Okay, cool. I knocked a 500 doors and I sold 10. Okay. Maybe knocking doors, not the way, or I'm not, I don't know how to close. Mm-hmm. Well, then you, you do a YouTube ad, uh, you do an Instagram ad, you do Facebook for the same thing. You reach a million people and you sell 10,000 knives. Very different. Yeah. You, know, you just have to get out and learn how and why and what, and know your customer too. That's one thing that is <clears throat> really important. And anyone who's going to start their own business, maybe before even knowing, actually, there's no maybe about it know your customer before you get anything set up. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for me to set something up that I could sell myself. You know, if I come across like a shoe ad <laughs> and that shoe is uh, very functional for fitness and um, kind of tactical type stuff or whatever, I'm very interested in that shoe. You know, so I have to look at me. Well, middle-aged, balding, semi-fit dude <laughs> who wants to look better in shoes that are very functional and, and last and can, can be beat up. Well, well I, I get it. I understand it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe you understand your customer. And um, once you do that, you can know what to sell too. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's interesting because I think a lot of people think they need to have a customer base that's billions of people. You know, yeah. they have to kind of cater to everybody so that every they have the chance to sell to everybody. It actually doesn't work that well that way. I mean, there is yeah. some things that you can do. You know, there's some generic things that people sell on Amazon or whatever that work that way. But for the most part, the more specialized you can become and know, just like you're saying, know exactly who your customer is, yeah. the more successful, I think, people are going to be. I, I, uh, you you're know. totally right. The thing is, you could say, okay, um, male, female just looking out at you know the broad spectrum of things mm -hmm. well i want to sell to males because i understand them okay well that's pretty broad that's half the people on the planet so now what a male that likes outdoors okay well now you've maybe cut that down to a fifth of the men on the earth that's a lot of people you got to get that really narrowed down to a guy who likes outdoors who fishes fly fishing Mm -hmm. in a river yeah. in idaho yeah in that's where you have Trout, to go yes species whatever yep. yep then it's easy to market to them mm -hmm. it's easy to get those key words and to find where they're going why they're going there it, it's just easier you've got to know and and that niche it, it really is the important part Finding or niche or whatever people say. I, say, I say it's niche, a niche. But yeah, it's a niche. They don't know what they're talking about. I yeah. yeah, I don't get it. Make it small. Get it very dialed in. Selling's not that hard at that point. Or you know that your product sucks because you've got you're at that niche, and everyone's like, "Hey, it needs to be tweaked. Mm -hmm. I, I I won't use it like this, but I will use it like this." You know, okay, tweak your product. Boom, you're good to go. Yeah. Well, and I think uh, you know, along with being a salesman, people are also looking for you to be an expert. Yeah. And so it's hard to be an expert. On, again, we have ways to leverage that, and there are products and things that can... I mean, it's kind of an interesting time we live in because you can find somebody that sells generic stuff. You can find somebody that sells very, very, very niche stuff. Yeah. Like it's just, you know, there's everything across the board, but it seems like the people that are finding those niches, they also find more fulfillment in that too yeah. because it's people they want to be around. But, you know, back to your fly fishing example, it's hard to be – now, people can do it, but if you're talking about maybe one or two species that you become the expert on versus – 12 species you know you're trying to hit everything and everybody you're trying to hit saltwater and and uh still water fishing and river fishing and all this stuff it becomes a little bit more difficult to become an expert on all of those things and and do that now a, an easy solution to that is start with one or two and then branch branch out from there when you kind yeah. of have got that dialed in then branch out you know yeah. maybe maybe add some other stuff on top of that but uh, it's, it's real important to kind of know that from the get-go we kind of and and the hard part with that is too is there's people you're going to turn away for sure we had you know right now i've got a, a business where we develop property and at the beginning of this project we sat down and really kind of figured out what is our ideal person that's going to yeah. be building a home in this in this property and we had some very specific kinds of of uh 
you know, ch- uh, boxes to check that we, yep. you know, this person's going to be this kind of uh, income level, How you know, want to build this kind of a house, want to have these kinds of utilities along with that, you know, and, and really went down the list. We found those people and they're excited about the value that that property is going to bring. Yeah. One of the, th- and I don't necessarily see it as a, as a failure. It's just a, you know, something that goes along with it, but we've probably turned away or other people, you know, people have turned away or we've turned pe- not necessarily we've turned people away, but just, um, people have not met those criteria. You know, it's not what they're looking for. Um, and so it's probably 10 to one Yeah, people that are interested in it and, we're like, you know, it's just like, sorry, that's not the criteria that you're looking for, not the criteria we're looking for. But overall, the value is appreciated more. You know, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah, that's and kinda, that's good for everybody. Yeah. That's good for you as the individual selling the property. It's also good for the people who look at that property to go, hey, this isn't <clears throat> this isn't where we, we want to be or this isn't where we fit. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Like that is they would be, they would be, they would be miserable there. The other people would be miserable there. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and yeah, it's just, it's, it's okay. It's okay. You know, but there, there's a good example of you only need a small amount of people. Yeah. You know, you don't need a a ton of people. Now it depends on kind of the business and you know, what you're selling and price points and all of that. But as a population, you know, here there's probably, say there's a hundred people looking for real estate in this particular area. Yeah. Um, well, we probably only uh, appealed to maybe 10 out yeah. of a hundred, probably less than that. And, uh, and that's okay. It's still, it's been a very successful project. Yeah. So you don't have to, you don't have to compromise to try to fit everywhere, I guess, is, yeah. is kind of the kind of where I'm going with that. Well, and that makes me think, too, how important it is. <clears throat> we chatted about a little bit the growth mindset. It doesn't have to be competition. Mm-hmm. You know, there are different realtors out there that are selling the same properties. Okay, well, one sells it. That's great. It t- kind of takes away from the other one. But maybe aside from real estate, uh, there could be two auto body shops right next to each other and you don't have to think of each other as competition. Yeah. You know, maybe one auto body shop is selling the fact that they're really good at restoring older vehicles and then the other one, they're really good at, uh, repairing newer vehicles that have been in a crash or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you can symbiotically work with each other and, and it becomes much better. One refers over to the other and the other refers over you know, to the other one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we've really tried that in, in every, <clears throat> every business venture that we've done, you know, like, let's say another gym opens up, we just call them. Hey, just want to let you guys know, you know, we have this, this is kind of what we cater to. Uh, what are you guys going to do? Um, cause we get people that come in and it isn't the right fit. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I'll refer them over to anybody. Like, anyone else that it's going to fit them because I want to make sure that our customers, even if they don't end up being our customers, that they're taken care of. So go over to this gym. That might work really well for you. Oh, hey, we don't have the supplements that you specifically want. There's another supplement store here in town. Go over there. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the beauty of business is when you can start to think of it and look at it 
that we can all grow together and that there's not just competition all over the place. Yeah. A, a, a competitive business would suck to me. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't like it. I wouldn't know. Always I was thinking somebody's going to stab yeah. me in the back or yep. whatever. Yeah. There's just someone out there that they're taking business over us. They're this and that. No, 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 no. Let's work together. Life is good. And uh, if we're thinking that way, I mean, look at the earth. Mm-hmm. It, it is providing for 7 billion people right now. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's less poverty now than ever in history. There's We still have a long ways to go. You know, there's people that we need to uh, give them the resources and the tools and help them to, you know, get where they need to be, mm-hmm. learn how to get where they need to be. Uh, but we're at a better place right now than we've ever been, and there's more people on the earth than there's ever been. So the earth is providing I'm so sounds so holistic and and uh, <laughs> natural and hippie right now, but the earth really does provide. It's very abundant. Everything that we have, it it comes from the earth and is created and sure put together and organized. And uh, it doesn't mean that I get it and someone else doesn't. I think we should all get it. Yeah, we just all need to be able to work towards it. And as an equal opportunity employer no yeah you know it's equal opportunity for everybody we just need to have the right tools you need to know how to sell you need to know how to close you need to know how to ask you need to know how to give all of it yeah that's the fun thing with creating value is we can take something that has say a thousand dollars of value we can do some things to it and now maybe it's worth five thousand dollars yeah but we, we, uh, you know, we probably, the initial thing was a thousand. We took another thousand worth of stuff, put it together. Now it's worth five. That created value that was not yeah. here before. Yeah. You know, we think about if, if somebody gets $5,000 over here, it's taking from five, somebody getting $5,000 over here. No, it's not. It's adding $5,000 to, every, you know, to the whole community. Um, to everybody that's involved in that process, it's adding value to, yeah. you know, and, and we do, we have a mindset a lot of times of, of, uh, not of abundance, the opposite of abundance, scarcity. Yeah. And so we just, you know, we, we think that there's that competitive thing. I had a, the other day, like exactly what you're talking about, working with other businesses that are similar. The other day I was looking at some properties and called a guy, um, and happened to be a, another guy that has a development company, yep. a, a land development company. He's doing commercial type stuff. I'm doing more residential type stuff. We sat there and talked for like two hours, just, you know, and all I really wanted was, hey, what's the price on your lots or whatever, yeah. you know, just yeah. kind of brainstorming for ideas. Well, we, we sat there and talked for a couple hours and just, threw ideas around back and forth yeah you know hey what was your process like to get this done what do you see in here what do you think about you know this company or working with that company or back and forth and by the end of it we're like all right well let's sit down and have lunch sometime and kind of brainstorm again like and see if we can come up with a project to do together you know yeah i mean it was a it was a contact that in the future i can probably use to my benefit and it benefits him too and so, you know, it's just real interesting. Whereas a lot of people think that like, oh, like you're, 
you're in this same industry too. I can't really talk to you about yeah, much. That's you're going to take stuff not, away from me. Yeah, it's not the way that it works. I just, yeah. I haven't really been, like, I know of a few people that kind of are, are that way a little bit. Um, but by and large, most people are looking for other good people in their industry to work with. Yeah. And, you know, that's the only way that you do it is by communicating and and uh, helping each other out. So I, I agree. Th- this will uh, ruffle maybe some feathers, some people's feathers. Uh, where is a scarcity mindset produced the most? I think it's education. Yeah. You've got to – you have to graduate high school, which, okay, I'm, I'm – I'm four. Like everybody graduated <laughs> high school, okay? Um, yeah. But you, you better graduate high school because if you don't, uh, there's not a, you know there's not jobs out there for you if you don't graduate high school. And then you better go get an associate's degree because if you don't have that, there's not going to be jobs for you mm-hmm. or a bachelor's or a master's mm-hmm. or a doctorate. You better get a double doctorate at this point because there's just not you know not it's a huge yeah. scarcity mindset. And the truth is. Uh, you can learn how to be successful, and that is very separate than, say, school. Where wouldn't it be so nice if we were taught how to sell mm-hmm. and how to symbiotically work with each other to elevate all of humanity? But instead, yeah. it's hey, competition who, yeah, stuff it's out competition. there. Competition. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you got an A minus. Well, that that kid over there, he did extra work. He got an A plus. So. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. You know, and I think there was a time in, and there might be in other parts of the world. I have no idea um, how other parts of the world work. But I think in the United States, there was a time when that kind of education worked. Like it worked to go and get a degree and it mattered and it would, you know, it would add value to you and stuff. Now, um, you know, most of the people that are successful are not people that graduated from from college and it almost you know it's it's even coming out now that a lot of you know with the increase in education costs and all of these things they're just selling that they are selling <laughs> you know they are selling they're really that good at it fear yeah that fear and and that kind of thing it's it's a it's an industry it's not a um you know, it's not something that it's not just philanthropic. It's not like they're out there just, yeah. Hey, uh, our college is going to help elevate everybody in the world. So you should come here and we're not, we're a nonprofit and mm-hmm. you know, everyone makes equal pay and this and that. No, you've got, a you've got whoever runs the university, the, the president that's making bank, you've got the mm-hmm. vice president, you've got the deans, you've got, you know, there's a hierarchy of who makes the most amount of money. And then that, them themselves, it's nuts. The amount of the amount of money that's in that Harvard, Yale, oh, yeah. Oxford, endowment funds those endowment funds are billions, mm-hmm. like bigger than most countries. Yeah, they could. It was a uh, Malcolm Gladwell in one of his. It was called a revisionist history. I, I this could be a little off, but it was essentially like Harvard could plow down all of their buildings, rebuild them all, and put gold trim. Hmm. in all the buildings and still have a few billion dollars left over. Yeah. Like it is an industry. They're really good at selling. They've sold the entire population that you must get a college education or else you will be a failure in life. Yeah. And then you've got all these super highly successful people that haven't gone to school and they're even like, 
I would really suggest to people that you, you know, you go out and you, you yeah. get a college degree. And it's like, well, why are you telling me that? Well, a backup plan. Well, why do you need a backup plan? <laughs> well, because uh, I've been told my whole life to do it. Well, and I think there is some value there to, um, to learn some structure. Yep, for sure. And to learn some Nothing communication against, and some of that. <laughs> but let's call it what it is. Yeah. Let's call it, you know, let's, let's legitimately, it is, it is so interesting that, you know, and there's, I mean, we're running into it right now, this whole student debt thing. People have gotten through college, you know, borrowed all of this money because they've been sold these dreams of high paying jobs yeah. and, and great careers <clears throat> and safety and all of this stuff. So they go into debt for that and then they, uh come out the other side and it's not at all what they thought it, it's not what they were sold yeah um you know so this this could be the bad side of selling you know yeah. i mean bad side well, in the way that you sold. need to be you need to be um moral and yeah. good and and, yes. and have belief in the things that you're selling and a lot of those people probably do have belief in the stuff that they're selling so it's for sure i mean it's it's hard to know where that's coming from but the reality of it is there's a lot of people that are coming out of the other side of it and going, wait a minute, I just went a hundred thousand dollars in debt yeah, and I'm making $35,000 a year and I'm going to be paying this thing off for the rest of my life. When in reality, they probably could have got a $20,000 Votec degree and been making a yep. hundred grand and had it paid off in a couple of years. And, you know, I yeah. mean, it's just, no, I mean, right just, there with you. just look, I think the message is look at all angles, you know, yeah. and, and look at kind of everything when uh when you're making these decisions there is value yeah. there but how much value is there really for what we're paying i guess yeah and that's the same in any kind of situation where we're buying or selling a product you know yeah. there has to be more value there yeah. that's provided than what we're giving or what what the customer is giving us and that's a great way to look at it i've said it before i always want customers to have to receive more value than is given to us yeah now that might be a perceived value you know if we're talking dollar for dollar it's it's tough to say you know let's say you hire a business coach for ten thousand dollars well people might hear 10,000. Like, what? You spent $10,000 on a business coach? You're like, yeah, but he taught me how to make 10,000 more per year. Mm-hmm. It's paid off in one year. And then now I, you know, 10 years later, you made a hundred, you made $90,000 because you paid that 10,000 back off. Um, it's important to, to kind of know like, you know, what's being sold to you, whether it's good or bad and being able to discern that focusing on sales, learning sales, learning communication and how to close you kind of know if you're being sold, you know, someone yeah. comes and knocks on your door and they're like, Hey, for $500 a month, we'll take care of all your pests. You're like, Ooh, yeah, that seems like a terrible idea. Cause I can go buy $15 worth of stuff and I can, you know, whatever that is. Yeah. Um, same with debt. I mean, debt was popping into my mind as you were talking, there's good versus bad debt. Interestingly, we are sold bad debt yeah. easily. You know, you apply for a credit card, you're probably going to get it. Mm-hmm. And that was easy to get. But then if you go to a bank and you say, hey, I want to lo- borrow some money for this business, they're like, ooh, yeah. I'm going to need 20% down on that. I'm going to need this and I need this collateral. And you're like, wait, but this is to add value to the world. Yeah. Yeah, but it's very easy to get into bad debt. And it's hard to get into good debt. They're not selling 
good debt like they sell bad debt. So we got to be very aware of that. Yeah. Yeah, our system our system has some weird things that it's set up for. Yeah. Um, totally agree. Education system, the banking system, like, and we could we could talk about oh, that stuff for all sure. day. Yeah. But it is deep. but it is interesting to think about that stuff. And at the end of the day, it just comes to education. Yeah. And education isn't necessarily going to college. Education is educating ourselves and finding mentors and things like that where we can get real success information and yeah. not necessarily just, you know, because unfortunately it's not there. Why aren't we teaching some of these principles? Like you said, why aren't we teaching selling in college? You know, there's probably a college out there somewhere that has a course on selling. Yeah. Um, but the best way is to go hang out with somebody that owns a business. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, you know, and it's, and, and the way that it's taught is kind of the, the door-to-door type way as far as institutionally, I feel like. The other way is the kind of a business owner way, and it's fun. Yeah. Like, it's fun. All it is is adding value to a product or to a service or something like that and going and finding people that can enjoy that product and add get more value from it than what you're taking from them in dollars. Yeah. That's it. Like yeah. it's, and it's, it doesn't, it's pretty simple. It does not have to be done like everyone else either. Yeah. Just because something has worked doesn't mean that you need to do it like that. Be unique. Be you. Change it up a little bit. I know we've talked before. Like I, I drink way too much of this. But there's a place in Idaho Falls that when I order one with sugar-free peach, they put a peach ring over the top of it. Yeah. That's so little. It's a sale. It is a sale because I'm like, I really like that peach ring. Yeah. That's the only sugar that's in the whole thing. You know, I ask for Diet Mountain Dew, a sugar-free peach and mango, and they stick a little sugar thing on the top. But I'm like, it costs the same as everywhere else. Mm-hmm. But they did. They just sold me to come back to that to that place. And it's yeah. something so small. You don't have to do it like everybody else. And, and you know, um, I was actually just chatting with, with a, a guy that was in here. He was eating some food, and I walked in, and he's like, oh, are you going to do a podcast? I'm like, yeah, but, you know, hang out. You're good. we got some time. He's like, I've got this list of business ideas and my idea is to just bring them around to people and ask them like what what sucks about it he's oh, like i'm cool. sure that some of them are terrible business ideas i went yeah, maybe some of them are but i think you could make anything on the list work yeah it all comes down to sales now if on that list is let's go screw over a bunch of people you're terrible and take it off your list and he's a good guy he wouldn't do that um if you're adding value be is be you be unique mm-hmm just go out and change the world. Like you could do anything and, and the world changes. The butterfly effect, you know, butterfly flaps yeah. its wings and it changes the ocean. Yeah. I really believe that. Like what, what we do, we are put, we are here on this abundant earth to get out and be abundant. That means we can receive abundance and we can also give abundance. Mm-hmm. And um, some natural law that I don't understand, it is hooked to giving. So as a salesman, if someone goes out and they're like, I'm going to give, I'm going to give as much as I can this, you know, this month, this year, whatever it is, mm-hmm. I can guarantee they're going to receive more than they've given, more than they've given. I just said gift, yeah. which is an educational part. I dropped out of college and said gift. <laughs> so we both, we both went to school in Idaho, so it's forgivable. <laughs> yeah. For, forgivable. Yeah, I got it. It's right. forgivable. It's forgivable. Yeah. <laughs> 
but no, I, I truly believe, I, I really believe that it just give like as a salesman, if you just get out and you're like, how can I help all these people? Mm-hmm. How can I give as much as, as much as possible to all my customers, to, to everybody, even if they're not a customer and that stuff's going to come back to you. People will use you as their salesman. If you're selling pipe, but you're the giver. Yeah. I guarantee they're going to come to you over the guy that, that hosed them on some pipe. You know, like yeah. That little pun yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Agree. And it's, it's not that hard. Like really, you know, one example as you were talking about that, that I thought of on selling was, um, we, when, when I was farming, we had, you know, there's, there's some, we like John Deere equipment and there's just pretty much the same, the same, well, now all of the John Deere dealers here in our area are owned by the same company. I think, um, it wasn't that way just like six or seven years ago, there was kind of some that were owned by different people. And we sold or we bought our equipment from primarily the same guy um, and the same dealer. And the only difference was he would call us back. Interesting. Like that was it. Like we, because we, we, we wanted to buy the equipment. We needed the equipment. We, you know, he had to be an expert and help us know, you know, when that new stuff would come out or whatever, kind of what specifications were and what horsepower they were and, you know, what would work best for the application that we were um, looking to do. But when it came down to it, like the guy that called us back was the guy that got the sell. And it was always the same guy. Like the other guys, it would take, you know, two, three weeks to get back. I had one time when we had a, um, I owned a, a grain harvesting company where we would go out and custom harvest grain for people. And we had, uh, we had a combine, something happened to it. I can't even remember now, but it broke down to the point that it would take quite a while to get fixed, like maybe a week. Well, we were crunched for time. You know, it was like a two month period. So a week takes out a a pretty good amount of our time. And so I called our one guy, Hey, I, I need a, I need, you know, I'm looking to rent or buy or whatever. I just, I just need something to be run. He's like, okay, sounds good. I called the other, you know, called two guys, told them both the same thing. And, uh, this was like on a Saturday or something, or maybe Friday. Well, the other guy called me back on Saturday. Hey, I've got a combine ready to go. This is the price. Um, I'm like, okay, sounds good. Bring it up. You know, like yeah. I'll come get it today. So I went and got it. Monday morning, I'm filling that up, getting ready to go combine grain, and the other guy calls. Hey, I'm I'm jumping in a combine to come and and uh, let you try out, you know, or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, sorry, I already bought one. Yeah, <laughs> you know, all it was was a follow up, and that guy too would call me every couple weeks. Hey, do you need anything? Can I bring you parts? That was it. Like it was as simple as he. I didn't feel like he was selling me one bit, but yep. that's what he was doing is he was giving good customer service. Yeah. Um, but I knew when I needed something, I could call him and he would just almost immediately find an answer for me and get back to me. And he was a salesman. Yeah. But I didn't see him as a salesman. He was, yeah. a, well, I even referred to him as a salesman. Like people are like, oh, well, who's your tractor salesman? Oh, it's Ben. Yeah. 
But I didn't see him as a salesman. I saw him as giving me good service um, and providing good service for me so that I could get the work done that I needed to. That's awesome. Um, you know, so I think a lot of people think they have to have their, that sales is the door-to-door thing or the having their face on the billboard or yeah. whatever. That's not it at all. It's just having a good relationship with the people that you are, um, you know, that, that target market that we talked about before, those people that are probably similar to, to you. Yeah. And you get to know them and you get to become friends with them and you provide a service to them. Um, you know, we shouldn't even call it sales. I know it's sad because, you know, you even say, I didn't see him as a salesman. Yeah. Well, it's because we have kind of this subconscious thought that salesmen are, are bad in some way. Yeah. And you're right. It's all customer service. Yeah. And and if if you're in, well, one, we're all salesmen, <clears throat> but we're all customer service representatives. Uh, even think to the ambulance. You know, when mm-hmm. we were working as paramedics, um, I, I, I don't like I don't talk about myself much, but I never got complaints from patients. Yeah. Because I'm really good at talking with people, and even if they were a difficult patient or whatever i was just good with people yeah hey you know ma'am i'm i know you're yelling at me i'm so sorry like i don't know i, I know you don't want me to be here but you, you broke your <laughs> hip okay i'm so sorry you know just that customer service well later you on her, you gave her ketamine okay, that's, that's why you why, did good, yeah <laughs> good customer ketamine service. and fentanyl she's like i love you i love this i love this she called back over and over again. Yeah. No, um, but I mean, we did. We did have patients that would call over again, and they're like, "Oh man, that last paramedic, he was a jerk." Mm-hmm. Well, why did you call again? Well, because I'm hurt. Okay, okay, it sounds yeah. good. Yeah. But then at the end, it's like, "Hey, thank you. Like, thank you so much. You really helped." Yeah. Well, I didn't get. It's not like I gave more ketamine or fentanyl than the other paramedic did. I'm just nicer than them. Yeah. And that that transfers it's everything it's paramedicine it's police it you know that cop was a jerk or that cop was nice cops can give tickets and then walk away and that person's like dang it he gave me a ticket but he was so nice he was so good yeah yeah, it was a great you know Mm -hmm. it's all customer service yeah everything that we do your customer service with your wife you know you show up after a long day's work and she's also had a longer day than you home with the kids yeah and you're like why why is dinner not i'm, I'm not <laughs> why is dinner not ready and you're like well you suck customer service you know yeah. talk to your wife like hey sweetie you've been with the kids all day long you're amazing what can i do for you mm-hmm. sweetie what can i do for you is going to translate back into sweetie what can i do for you yeah. you know like it yeah. it's all customer service and sales yeah as we're going through this, I'm like thinking of all the things I need to do better. <laughs> Me too. I'm like, yeah, but the, but the, but that's and the one, a, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why we're here, mm-hmm. uh, and and it it is. It's everything. Yeah. Um. There. So we we're remodeling our house. We went to Home Depot, and uh, we go through the line, and I'm just kind of kidding around with this really old gentleman that had a, a veteran hat on, and he was working at at Home Depot. Oh, uh-huh. I'm just kind of, you know, kidding around with him a little bit. And I was like, you know, I knew that he was older because, you know, he's old. And uh, I'm like, hey, sir, you know that song, One Piece at a Time by Johnny Cash? And he's like, oh, yeah, I remember that song. I was like, that's what we're doing with our house. You know, we're here one piece at a time. But this is the second time that we had come in that same day. We bought some doors and some windows, and then we went over to another place and then found out that we did. they didn't have the door that we wanted, so we went back to Home Depot. And just that interaction with him 
he puts a 10% discount on that next yeah. door. Yeah. And he's like, I, I gave you a discount on this. And I was like, well, you didn't have to do that. That was really nice of you. He went, no, no, no. It, it's good. It's good. Yeah. I was just being nice, just having a good conversation with a guy, you know. And what did that do? Well, it sold to him that, hey, you know what? I should give this guy a discount. Yeah. I should help this guy out. Yeah. And and the whole time I'm just thinking like, man, this guy's a veteran. Like he's here working. Like what a what an amazing guy. You know, he's an older guy that I don't know if he needs the job or not, but he's fought in a war and he's Yeah. I just want to make sure that I'm very nice and respectful to this guy. And he's probably thinking back like, well, that guy's very nice and respectful. So yep. it's it's all customer service. And we get just like with the discount thing, we get so much more in life just by being nice yeah you know and being being good good customer service like you said like everybody's a customer to 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 us really you know i mean it goes both ways with everybody but i've i've had the same thing happen lots of times or you talk nicely on the phone to somebody and they get you like you read reviews and people are like oh they were terrible to work with and whatever and then i call up and just act nice like hey have a nice day how were you thanks for your help and they're great to work with and i'm like well i guarantee everybody that's putting the bad reviews out there we're being jerks yeah for sure you know and and it it is it and that totally goes with with sales it's just being nice to each other dale carnegie has a book um how to win friends and influence people yeah such a great sales book i mean Mm -hmm. just a great customer service book a great be a good person book yeah um just learning how to talk to people. My, my wife is so phenomenal at talking people down. Like when they have uh, an issue with something that we've done or whatever, she's so funny. She's like, oh, I am so sorry. If I were you, I'd be so mad. I'd, I'd be so mad if I were you. And they're like, well, I'm not that mad. And then you keep, she keeps talking to them. And, you know, by the, t- by the time it's done, most of the time they're like, you know, it, it's great. Uh, it's all good. I don't even know why I called. You know, I don't know why I yeah. complained about this. And it's just her being really good with people. Yeah. And then they continue to be a customer. And we have to learn from it. We go, hey, you know, we've had two people call over the same issue. Well, we, we need to change something. You know, if we're going to continue to sell this, we need to change to make sure that it's a product that is adding value. Sure. So take everything as good. Take everything as feedback, whether it's positive or negative, and fix it. Be a good person. Be a good salesman. We don't have to see ourselves as salesmen. We're just all customer service representatives. Well, and just even your example there of your wife, like that's totally a, um, a uh, what am I trying to think? Like a principle out of a sales book. Yeah. But it's, it, it, it's so stupid that we have to label everything because it's yeah. just being a good person. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like she's thinking, uh, I'm, I'm going to be so nice to this person so that they feel like an idiot. Yeah. It's like, no, it's just how she is. She's just a really good person. She is a really good salesman, too. She uh, The other day, she's like, it is so hot when you're working on our house. She's like, you're just over there framing and this, that. I'm, I'm like, are you manipulating me to go work harder at our house? Because, I mean, I'm there. I'm like, well, crap, I'm going to go frame some more. You come over and take some pictures of me. Um, and I'm like, I'm gonna are start you, a construction yeah, business are you now. you selling me on this? Like, you're trying to get me to work harder here. <laughs> It's so true. That's where your kids learn it from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, true. and they probably do. There's probably something to that. What you just said. You know, they watch. They, they do. We we sell everything. I need yeah. that. I need that gun. Yeah. 
well, we don't need a gun, sweetie. No, no, we do. Here's all the reasons why we do. <laughs> you want something and you have good budgetary communication with your wife, you're selling her on it. Oh, yeah. And she's the same way back. And that's okay. It's good. Yeah. Which moral of the story, don't be scared of selling. Just yeah. add enough value to where yeah. you can have com- have confidence when you are talking about your product or your business or whatever it is. And uh, then it, it, it kind of sells itself. It's just, it's fun. Yeah. You know? and, and something I didn't know that we'd get into that we, we did is also be aware of what you're being sold. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's okay to uh, shop a little bit and it's okay to know, you know, hey, what is this person, what value are they truly adding? You know, because sometimes it's easy to get to, it's easy to get sold mm-hmm. with Instagram and Facebook and, you know, all that stuff. Or, you know, hey, I, we've got this, we'll give you free oil changes for life. And you're like, okay, well, cool. What's the stipulation? Like, let's, let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. You know, just don't be sold everything. Like, and, and in learning that and diving into that a little bit, we can become better sellers and know that we're truly adding value. Yeah. 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 I think it all comes down to value, which yeah, I agree. we've talked a lot about in the past as well, but it just selling good business, all of it just comes down to creating good value. Yeah. And uh, if you are creating value, if you're truly giving value to the world, like you, I actually think you said this earlier, same thing. It sells itself. Yeah. Because people want that. They don't want to be hosed over in any way. They, they want to know that you're good and you're sincere and you've got their best interest in mind. And just be a good person, add value, and I think business does come to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would – do you have any, like, pract- like physical – like, I think – I don't know, maybe not. Maybe it's all the same. But just in my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, there's things that we could do in developing our business and product to make sure that we add the most value. But then in the in the way that we present that stuff, like some of the physical practices that we do to present our business or our product to people, do you have any like pointers or... I don't know. Maybe we've already covered them, but I'm just kind of thinking yeah. like some some things to kind of hit home and, you know, just for me, I think it's mostly follow up. Yeah. Like make a great initial contact with somebody or a lot of times it's people contacting like me if I'm selling something, but follow up like that's something that's so simple and such an easy practice to get into just get in the habit of following up with people i like that and when you were asking it i thought tell the truth yeah so hey um how deep is the lava rock on that land i don't know Mm -hmm. but i'll find the answer then what you said follow up perfectly fine to say i don't know just tell the truth follow up at least in these examples, that's that's where you go. You know, you're coaching a, a fitness class. And they're like, hey, my shoulder's hurting, you know, right here in this one spot. What do you think? I don't know. Like, you're going to be respected as a coach, as a salesman, selling yourself to as a good fitness coach. You're going to be respected a lot more than, well, I'm going to give you this exercise, but I really don't know what I'm doing. You know, yeah. just tell the truth. Yeah. Tell the truth. Follow up. Be a good person. Yeah. Customer service the crap out of it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Sweet. I think that's great. Yeah, it was fun. Um, 
just fun to chat about and uh, so important. Yeah, so so important. Mm-hmm. It's in every part of your life, and if people just really start to pay attention, what are you being sold and what are you selling? It's all day long. Yeah, you're even being sold it on the road signs. Yeah, you're driving the down radio. the road, and you're like, oh, it says speed limit's 55 miles an hour. And I also know there's police officers that if I'm going faster than 55, they're going to enforce it. You you were just sold the fact that you need to not probably go faster than 55 miles an hour. Yeah. And yeah. I know that seems so weird, us. but it is all around us in every way. Yep. So. So be aware of it and then make it all happen. That's right. I like it. Okay. I like it too. Well, we'll chat tomorrow. Okay. Sounds good.